Philippines, number one tech news podcast in the Philippines. Here's your host, Jack of Jack Talks Tech. What's up everyone? My name is Jack and welcome to yet another episode of Jack Talks Tech. Whether you're listening to the podcast via Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your favorite podcast, thank you. I appreciate it very much. We are still recording live from the studio Apartment here in Lucena City. When you're doing a live stream, there are a lot of things that could go wrong. Over the past year, I've gotten sick during an ANC interview and podcon and had power outages during the husband's live streams. Basically, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And when it comes to live streaming, there are a lot of things like that that are totally out of your control. But fortunately, most things when it comes to live streaming are within your control. So today, I wanted to help you learn from my mistakes and trust me, I've made a lot of them to help you level up your live streams. By far, the most common mistake that I see in people's live streams is them ignoring the audio. Audio should be your number one technical priority of a live stream. Forget cameras, forget everything else. Focus on your audio. When it comes to video, I've often said that audio is half of the video. But honestly, I think it might even be more than half. People will watch a bad-looking video that sounds good a lot longer than they'll watch a good-looking video that sounds bad. Fortunately, you don't need a ton of expensive gear to get good audio. You don't need the Rodecaster Pro, you don't need a 25,000 microphone, you don't need any of that. If you can just invest like 5,000 pesos, especially even upwards of that in a decent microphone, you're going to be set. And if you buy just a USB microphone that gets good reviews, it's probably going to do pretty well for your streams. The Samsung Q2U is a super popular USB microphone. It's got USB and it also has an XLR input so you could use it if you got an interface or mixer down the line. It costs about 3,000 to 5,000 pesos. Prices changes all the time. It comes with a little stand. It also comes with a holder and the sound quality of the Q2U is not bad at all. So that's my cue to you to consider investing in something like that if you haven't done so already. Now of course, once you get your microphone, no matter what kind of microphone it is, it's not going to do you much good if you don't know how to use it. So be sure to spend some time and figure out what kind of pickup pattern, what kind of features, what kind of switches, knobs, and dials your specific microphone might have. So that means you're going to need to spend some time sitting down, doing some test recordings, listening back to things, trying them out. For example, if you're somebody who's going to be standing and walking around and moving a lot during your live stream, maybe a fixed position microphone is a terrible choice. 
maybe you're going to want a lavalier microphone, the one that you can pin to you. And then when you go all the way on the other side of the room, it's not going to matter. It's still going to sound pretty good. Maybe you're somebody who types a lot of things and hits the table when you talk. And that means having a little stand might be a bad idea because it's going to pick up a lot of sounds. So maybe you're going to need to find a way to position your mic on a boom arm or rig it up where it's not going to be affected by those sounds. If you've noticed, I talked about audio first on purpose because it's the number one mistake people make. And speaking of purpose, now that we've said adios to bad audio, let's talk about mistake number two, and that's not having a purpose for your live stream. The number one fear that people have when they start it out is, what if nobody shows up on my stream? And that's probably going to happen. I've streamed to nobody before, other than like myself and myself again on another device. You're still going to get a lot of practice and a lot of experience from doing the stream. And that's going to carry on to do future streams and future videos. Plus, there's a replay value. So someone could find the stream later on and watch the replay. But that's only going to have value if your stream has purpose in it in the first place. And purpose doesn't mean you need the full-on keynote lecture that you're giving and it's like a university class. It just means make sure that there's a reason that you're doing the stream and a reason for people to join. I would definitely advise against doing just a general Q&A stream, especially when you're just starting out. As you've grown your community and your audience gets a little bigger, Q&A streams become a little easier because there's more people there. But until you get to that point, it's a good idea to have some kind of outline for what you want to cover in your stream. And even if you get to the point where you can just turn on a live stream and people are just going to join and you can chat with them, it's still a good idea to kind of focus on a specific theme or direct the conversation a little bit so it's not totally all over the place. I've even watched streams from people while they're just doing what they do. They're just working on stuff like recording music or programming a code or editing a video. Like whatever they're doing, they're just sort of streaming that. Even something like that, that feels relatively unstructured but still has a purpose. You're still watching somebody do what they do. You're seeing their workflow. That's exciting. And when you can ask them some questions and they can jump in and have some fun chatting along the way, it feels like it still has a purpose. Mistake number three has something to do with camera angles and lighting. And it absolutely doesn't matter what camera you're using or what lens you are using. There are a few really important things to keep in mind about your angles and your lighting during your stream and videos too. The first thing just has something to do with having a nicely framed shot. Where everything makes sense and you don't have too much empty dead space or your angle is too high. It can make your subject look very small and really meek. Sometimes for streaming, having that fishbowl view can actually be super cool. That can be kind of cool thing to give your viewers some context of the space that you're in since they can't physically be with you. But that's probably not going to be your main shot. 
if you keep the camera more or less at eye level or maybe sometimes even a little above the eye level, that's going to be the most neutral shot for your stream. Sometimes people can feel sort of uncomfortable looking away from the camera to focus on other things. So I'm here right now to tell you that in today's world, viewers are very used to seeing somebody look off screen to do something or to check in with the chat or whatever. But the camera should really be your main focus unless the stream is for you to watch, you know, doing something like using a power tool or playing a game. It makes sense that I'm going to be focused more over here. The simplest thing that I can recommend doing is, if possible, keep your camera right next to your computer's display. Not above it, which is really common, but right next to it. So, that way, all you have to do is just look slightly over and boom, there's the camera. And then just train yourself, which by the way, you can do. It becomes muscle memory after a while to just simply look at the camera as a person and treat it as though it's somebody else that's in the room with you. Treat it like you're talking to them while you're streaming. And camera angles and lighting are tied together really well because people love to focus on their camera. But if you notice, audio came first and now we're talking about lighting. We haven't even talked about cameras yet and honestly, we're not going to because lighting is the other thing that doesn't even matter if you're using a webcam or a 100,000 peso camera. Good lighting can help any camera to look pretty decent and pretty usable. When you're streaming, you're basically going to want to follow the same rules for lighting as you would do for a pre-recorded video. In addition, you don't have to put together a full-on lighted studio with high-end lights that can be expensive and you don't need to feel intimidated about that. You can start on a budget. You can actually go to your favorite shopping apps and just look for inexpensive video lights that get good reviews. And they're probably going to be fine, especially if you're not moving them around a lot. Cheaper lights tend to break down when they are moved and taken and broken down and set up over and over again. They break pretty quickly, but if you just put it on a stand off the side and it's just on the same spot all the time, they can last for a pretty long while. I do recommend whenever possible using dedicated video lights that there's no flickering whatsoever in your video. And to start out by focusing on you, because you are the subject. So like yourself first, and then focus on all the ambient environmental stuff. Because if your space looks really cool, but you're just in the dark figure that's sort of sitting in there, it's not going to look that great. If you do want to use RGB lights to add splashes of color to your space, I think that's a super cool fun thing to do. Just be careful with very cheap LED RGB lights because they do tend to flicker a lot in video. So, just like audio, get your gear and test it out and figure it out. Same thing with lighting. Get your lights, set them up, and then test them out. Use them with your camera. See if there's any weird reflections or flickering. Now that you've been enlightened on lighting, let's chat about mistake number four, which is the chat in my opinion when it comes to streaming the chat is where it's at but how you interact with your chat and your community totally depends on the topic of your stream and your personality 
you're doing a live stream, which means you're inviting in opportunities for problems and mistakes. But if you're also inviting in the opportunity to connect with people in real time, it's really fun and a unique way. So while there are so many different ways to approach how you engage with a chat, here are a few simple ground rules. And the first thing is to be sure not to ignore the chat. Those people are there supporting you. They're excited to interact with you. Don't totally ignore that. You might want to engage with every comment depending on your audience. You might also want to find a way to pop those comments on screen using something like Ecamm Live, StreamYard, or Erin Precci's Chrome extension. And be sure when you're talking to people in the chat that you're using their screen names. That is something that I had to learn early on was I would just start reading comments and you would have no idea what the heck was happening. So be sure to say like, oh, Triple OG says that the chat is fire. That way, they're going to feel like, oh, they said my name. It's really important. But now that you're going to be sure not to ignore your chat, be sure not to let the chat totally derail you. And by that, I mean, I have seen so many people who, as soon as comment pops up, they'll pull in the chat and they will acknowledge it right away, which feels really polite. And I definitely did that in the beginning, but it can really be very distracting for other viewers who aren't necessarily trying to chat with you. Say for example, you're in the middle of a thought and you're saying something like, okay, I'm gonna be using some basketball references here. You're saying something like, the Golden State Warriors is the number one team in the, and then Triple OG says, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. And then you start talking about that comment and you forgot the main points. Or you have to go double back and like, what are we talking about? It's kind of frustrating for other viewers when that's their chat experience and it feels constantly interrupted. And this also kind of ties in with the idea of having a purpose in your stream. Sometimes you might decide like, Hey everybody, today we're going to talk about the Roadcaster Pro and all the cool ways that you can use it. But then everyone in your chat is like, Hey, what mic are you using? Can we talk about your mics? If you had this idea, but it seems like everyone who's actually there wants to talk about something else, it's totally okay to switch gears and focus on what the viewers want to see if that's something you're comfortable doing. But if you don't want to do that, you're also in charge and you can say, you know what, next time we'll talk about microphones. But today I really want to focus on this because there's some super cool stuff that I want to show you. So after all that chat, chit chat, let's go into mistake number five. That is the stream that should have been a pre-recorded video. You might have a job or had a job where you've gone to a meeting and it turns out that that meeting could have been an email. There's a very similar thing that happens with live streams where people will do an hour, hour and a half, two hours or more of live streaming. And it turns out maybe that should have been a pre-recorded video. Like if I said, hey, going back to the Roadcaster Pro in today's stream, I'm going to show you on how to add a custom equalizer to the Roadcaster Pro. And then I spent three minutes pressing buttons and options and it's done. And then people are going to come in after 40 minutes and go like, 
hey, how do I do the thing with the EQ? And I'm going to just keep repeating myself over and over and over again and it's going to get kind of disjointed and kind of weird. So it's a good idea to pick your streaming topic as something that could potentially lend itself to an ongoing discussion for, you know, an hour or two or whatever length your stream you're comfortable with. Because I don't know if this has happened to you, but it's definitely happened to me where I've searched something up like how to do blank. And then I find a video that's perfectly answered. But instead of just being a 3 to 4 minute video, it's an hour or 45 minute long video stream with no chapter markers added afterwards. And you just have to scrub through to like 3 minutes to actually see what the answer to the topic is. Now, sometimes you might want to make your stream work in conjunction with your video. That's just like a super smart thing to do. So, if you did a video about like, hey, here's a couple of Roadcaster Pro quick tip, extreme quick tip, deck on deck, and that was a four minute video or whatever, but then you do a stream where you talk about like, let's dive into a bunch of stuff to do with the Roadcaster Pro. And so constantly throughout the stream, as you're talking to your audience and you're engaging with your community, you're just diving into more depth about whatever your video topic was. Now, notice that none of these five mistakes had anything to do with a specific camera or camera equipment. I know that that's the number one thing that people want to focus on when they start streaming. I love camera equipment. I'm definitely not the one who believes that gear doesn't matter. Gear definitely does matter. But when it comes to streaming, these five things are much more common mistakes that I feel have a much more negative impact on people's stream rather than using a low-end webcam. It's really just important to take your time, learn your gear, learn your software that you're using, experiment a bit, and then just jump in. And I know it's the internet, but in general, people are very forgiving when they see you as a one-person production crew and like, oh, your mic gets muted for a second or you switch to the wrong screen or the camera quality is not perfect. This is by no means a complete list of every streaming mistake and it is heavily biased in my own opinion. But in my experience, both as a streamer and as a viewer, these are the five most common mistakes that I see people make. Alright, with that said, there's really nothing else left to do. Hit that like button if you like this type of content. Smash it if that's your something into 2021 style. Give us a follow. Subscribe if you aren't already. And... And I'll see you in the next one, assuming that we all survive. Let's make the needy techie. Peace!